Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports soccer podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera. Lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's show, we're closing out the year. We're going to talk about big dates in 2023. We are looking ahead. Before we take a deep dive into all of the key dates coming up next year, a quick reminder, likes, follows, subscribing, comments, that stuff helps out the show so much here at Attacking Third. So please subscribe to us on YouTube and give our videos a thumbs up youtube.com slash attacking third Lisa how you doing this morning bud I am good we're closing out the year with attacking third which is the only way I would want to close out the year um, because we're going live Thursday December 29th the next time we are on here it'll be 2023 bonkers to think about I cannot believe that I still can't even believe that it's December and we're at the end of December. So that's crazy to me. Um, I still have a little bit of family holiday celebrations coming up, which is really fun. I'm excited about that to see like my extended family and get together with them this weekend. But um, happy new year to everyone that is listening, joining us live on YouTube, that follows us on social media. Happy new year to everyone. Thank you so much for being with us this past year with everything that that we covered at Attacking Third. We would not be here without everyone that joins us and listens to us and follows and likes and comments and retweets and shares. It, it is all because of you people who listen to us out there. And, and that is one of the most special things because we did CONCACAF W Championship this summer. We did live events with Attacking Third while we got to meet people in Los Angeles and Washington, D.C. We covered the NWSL Championship, the NWSL Draft, that was last year, um, expansion year. This was such a big year for women's football, the signing of two incredibly historic CBAs. And we were here talking about it every single day. And the coolest part is that so were all of you joining us live on YouTube and listening to us and everything. And, and Sandra, I could not do it without you. So happy new year to everyone. It's very exciting. Or Lisa, you're getting us emotional at the top of this episode already. You know, it's hard. It's it's wild to think about that. Like we could have just done a little bit of like a reflective kind of evergreen episode like that. And I feel like we've kind of maybe got that a little bit in, in some a couple episodes that we've done over the last two weeks. We did kind of a, you know, United States Women's National Team in review episodes. And we did like a, a kind of a NWSL year in review episode where we talked a lot about uh, different player performances and club performances and things like that. But just like looking back at, at A3 and what we've been able to cover and accomplish this year has been, uh, 
it's been exciting. I mean, this was really the first year where we got to ride along with an entire NWSL season. When we first got our launch, it was mid-season in 2021 and in 2022. It was just like beginning to end. It's nice to have those kind of two, those two bookends to be able to sort of look at everything from July or excuse me, from January yeah. all the way through um, into December. I mean, we were nominated for three awards this year. I was I like floored by that anytime you would tell me something i was like what it was uh it was it was wild to think about even even it's now um i just appreciate everybody's support um totally. so much and yeah i'm very very lucky to be able to just hop on multiple times a week going live we were going live at like midnight and there were people here on YouTube with us listening, joining us in the chat, talking to us, being like, hey, we're awake too. We want to talk about this. When the U.S. clinched the World Cup um, during CONCACAF, that was a that was a late night episode. We put that out there. I mean, we did so many late night ones um, oh outside of the show a little bit. You and I met for the first time in person yes. this year. Which is pretty cool, honestly. Like, yeah, <laughs> lest we not forget, we hadn't met before we we did our first live event together in person. Um, it was pretty cool. So thank you, everyone, and thank you, Sandra. Shout out to LA to going to California <laughs> to get the two of us, the two of us to meet. Oh, it's been a wild, wild ride. But you know what? We have so much more stuff to look forward to in 2023. And that's what this episode is going to be about. So shout out to everybody uh, joining us live this morning into the chat. We appreciate you as always riding along with us. And we're going to highlight some key dates in 2023. So some things for everybody to look forward to, for us to look forward to in terms of coverage coming up next year. And it's going to, it's coming up pretty, pretty quick. I mean, soccer never sleeps, right? So let's start with January 2023 things are going to get kicked off on the United States women's soccer side of things with the annual January camp. It's going to take place in New Zealand and cap off with two friendlies against the world cup co-hosts January 17th through the 20th. So that's very exciting. A six day mm -hmm. training camp is going to take place. We're likely going to get a uh, training camp roster that drops. I'm very, very excited to kick off the year with that. I love this as well, because this is also the first time the U.S. women's national team will be playing matches in New Zealand. And they're also playing at two of the stadiums where uh, the World Cup group stages will be played for this U.S. team. So this is huge. This is a really big milestone for the team. And it, it is literally around the corner because we're doing this at the end of 2022. Um, and I like that this is I think this sets the tone for 2023, that this is how the year starts off with this U.S. January camp. Um, in New Zealand and the dates for us in the States, the 17th and the 20th for the two games, but the 18th and the 21st, if you're in Australia or excuse me, in New Zealand and in that time frame uh, watching these, but it, it's, it's pretty quick. The year starts off pretty quick because we've also got the NWSL draft. That is in two weeks time, January 12th on Thursday, in Philadelphia at the Philadelphia Convention Center. Um, we'll be covering it, everything you need to know here on Attacking Third. We'll be doing mock drafts, preview drafts, and we'll also be talking about the draft live as it's happening. Stay tuned for so much more about that. But we get to see the new crop of 
rookies and players coming into the NWSL this year with 12 teams. There's only one draft because last year we had the two expansion expansion draft and then the college draft, but only one this year. Um, and that's starting January 12th on Thursday. Uh, the, we get to see these new players. I'm really excited about that. We just reflected on the, all the rookies from 2022 and to get a glimpse at who some of these new players are, what teams they'll be going to, who wants them, all the trades that'll be happening. I mean, the draft is a long day, but I'm excited for it. It's a very high bar. I mean, we we closed yeah. out that NWSL year interview talking, like highlighting that rookie class because there were so many. It's like, yes, they're at the end of the year when it comes down to those individual awards, there's only three finalists who are, you know, up for the the potential to 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 nab that award and it went to Naomi Girma, but you could go through every single club mm -hmm. in 2022 and point out and pluck out all of the rookies who had an impact for their team during that 2022 season. Uh, so the bar is very very high, I think for for 2023. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll see um, what that looks like or who comes out of out of the draft. I mean, the the league already released the preliminary list of, of players who have already declared themselves eligible and, and have registered uh, for the for the draft around 90 players or so. It's and we're all anticipating that that might grow a little bit as as the draft uh, deadline comes a little bit closer. But even just amongst these 90 uh, ish players for now, just you could sort of take a look at some of the names across this list and kind of see like players who who are, are sticking out. Mm -hmm. we, we see a couple of uh, NCAA championship runners up in in, yeah. in Reina Reyes, Riley Mattingly Parker, um, TCU's Messiah Bright is is a standout amongst uh, some of the forwards here. Um, Santa Clara's uh, is it the Aquila is, is someone to, to take a look at. So obviously, like you pointed out, two weeks away, it's going to be here uh, sooner sooner than we expect. So everyone's going to want to stay tuned for everything that we've got in the works there. And after the draft comes and goes, that, that means the NWSL preseason is going to be on the horizon and uh, could be opening as early as January 23rd with some players, you know, with opting to, you know, report in. And the uh, FA Women's Super League will also return to play for the remainder of their uh, season. That's going to begin on January 14th and 15th, taking a bit of a, of a break right now for for the holidays. So we'll see women's super league back in action in January as well. Uh, so January setting the tone for an equally exciting February. And in, in my opinion, I mean, I think right next to the world cup this month is probably the, the window that I have my eye on the most February is going to have the, she believes cup United States women's national team will host Canada, Brazil, Japan, February 16th through the 22nd. Yeah, this is huge. I mean, the when this was announced for the She Believes Cup as to the teams that would be playing and competing in this, uh, we really couldn't have wished for better competition um, for the United States and for all of these clubs. Uh, these games will be played in February uh, 16th to the 22nd, as you mentioned, in Frisco, Texas, Exploria Stadium in Orlando. Um, but ahead of this, also, we get a roster as well, which is very cool. 
school. So on the heels of the January camp, then we get to see in action kind of what's going to happen in the She Believes Cup. There's a, a lot on the line here for these teams to play against this really good, tough competition. Um, I mean, Japan, Brazil, Canada, the United States, if you're not going to these games as a fan, um, look to get tickets and try to go, especially if it's in your area. And of course, you can always watch them on TV and we'll be here talking about it as well and attacking there. But this is this sets the tone, right? We're we're in a World Cup year and January camp is like a little dip toe in the water for the US and, and the competition. But then the She Believes Cup, I think we'll see a lot of what's going to be reflected of this team in the World Cup. It's really our first big glimpse of like competitive competition that there's a trophy on the line and these games matter just a little bit more than a friendly because it is a tournament and there is more to come from the She Believes Cup. Um, I mean, yeah, mid-February, this is, is going to be exciting. I'm with you. I think obviously we're going to be keeping a close eye on the She Believes Cup during this time in February. We're going to get a chance to really probably get a look at – you know, some players who are likely going to be named to that World Cup roster. More on that uh, later in the episode. But um, February is going to be a very, very interesting window. It's it's one that I've got, again, that I've got my eye on. Because similar to what we went through in 2022, where we were talking about the summer of soccer, where we had all of these tournaments that we kind of had our eye on while we were specifically covering CONCACAF W Championship, for me, February is going to be like that last kind of glimpse into some of these, um, you know, national teams where they'll get the opportunity to kind of go head to head in these kind of round robin style tournaments yeah. during this month. So it's not just going to be She Believes, right? We're going to see the return of the Arnold Clark Cup. We're going to see the return of the Tournoi de France where, you know, fr the French uh, women's national team is going to go ahead and, and host, uh, you know, I know that Australia typically hosts a, a cup of nations as well. I believe that is going to return. Uh, and within this, we're going to get that February inter-confederation playoff. And that is going to determine the three final teams for uh, the Women's World Cup, including one of the following teams for Group E with the United States Women's National Team, either Portugal, Thailand, or Cameroon, will join that team as well. So there's going to be a lot happening <laughs> in this February window, so you do not want to miss it. Like I said, January is going to kick things off, and February is going to make sure that we stay on our toes because there's also going to be a Women's Champions League playoff draw on February 10th. Everybody's getting in on the action during the February window. March, we're only three months into this timeline for, for key dates, and we've already got so much stuff that we're talking that we're going to keep an eye on. Uh, the NWSL regular season will be kicking off in March. March 25th is going to be match day one for the NWSL, but there's also the Conti Cup that will be taking place in March for the FA Women's Super League and the Women's Champions League quarterfinals will also be played in March on the 21st, 22nd, and the second legs on the 29th and 30th. Yeah, I 
I mean, it's such a quick start. We're only in March. Um, there's some people in our chat right now giving shout outs to them. Uh, Beach Dog Scout, I think. January Friendlies, February She Believes, March NWSL. It's going to be a busy year. Can't wait. Uh, we concur because that's exactly it. With the NWSL regular seed season starting March 25th, it's different this year. As, as the league put out the framework, it's not the Challenge Cup being a preseason tournament um, to kind of kick off the year and then roll into the regular season. We're starting with regular season competition. So I think that's going to change about how these teams head into that first weekend because there are three points on the line. And not that clubs and individuals thought of Challenge Cup as like this preseason tournament, but it was almost like, hey, don't show all your cards right at once, right off the bat. So I, I think that the stakes are a little bit higher, starting with a regular season game in late March. Um, I, I know that that's really exciting to see because then just a month later in April is when the Challenge Cup will start. And it's a different format this year because it's going to be a six-week tournament um, from April to September. These games probably played midweek, but it's going to be throughout the regular season that this is happening in the Challenge Cup. which I th it's, it's more of like Champions League-esque tournament throughout the regular season. And I'm really excited to see how it unfolds because that that's coming uh, just a few weeks after the start of the regular season. Um, as everything is is in full swing, we've also got Women's Champions League happening throughout April. Uh, that'll be the semifinals. They start on the 22nd. Uh, they go for two weekends until April 30th. So the competition, right, like it, it's continuously getting more and more on people's plates to watch, to attend for these players because it's all gearing up for the World Cup that's to come in the summer. But um, yeah, I mean, those are big ones. Challenge Cup and then March 25th for the regular season. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, look, it's going to be the fourth edition of, of the Challenge Cup and it's it's evolving once more from how it got its start in 2020 as a kind of a one-off tournament uh, in light of the uh the, the ongoing pandemic and it, it's going to be interesting to sort of see how this version of it where it kind of runs concurrent to the actual regular season and how that's going to play off and how how coaches are going to utilize those windows of time when you perhaps have players missing or unavailable and and which players are going to get uh, get a chance to impress during some of these uh, challenge cup fixtures so i'm excited to see it for sure it's going to be a good build up into may for the women's super league and I'm excited for for this because it's it's the final women's super league match day that that mm -hmm. typically happens in in May. It's going to be match day 22 out of 22, kicking things off on May 28th. And listen, uh, if last year was a little you know indicative of of what some of the madness that that we could see on on final match day for for women's super league, I'm I'm all for that. Uh, yeah, a repeat of that maybe this year. Um, for for women's super league, I know obviously you've got Chelsea as, as the front runners, and um, they're so stacked with with all the talent that they've got uh, across uh, across the roster. But um, you know, we'll see if, if there's any sort of moves that take place during the uh, the upcoming January window that could sort of bolster up other uh, you know rosters across uh, clubs in Super League and, and we'll get to see what kind of final run that we have all leading all the way down to May see if it'll come down to, to Chelsea and Arsenal once more oh I like that I like that bet you got here Sandra putting, putting some names on it um, but I mean May 28th like it's 
that's an exciting time. I love watching uh, the Super League like come to a close and, and kind of everything that has happened so far. Look, I mean, look, Arsenal, they just missed out on, know. on claiming the title last season. We're talking about a, it came down to a point, you know, whole match with Chelsea. So um, hopefully it'll it'll be, you know, equally as exciting. We'll see. We, we've got uh, we've got some time um, until then, but we'll see. Uh, if if that happens, but uh, that may will roll us into June, and there's some there's some things that I think could potentially happen in June that we don't have you know concrete confirmed dates on. We do know that June third will be the Women's Champions League final, but June also has some interesting question marks around it because there is an international window. Uh, in June, one final one, I think before the, a big old tournament called the World Cup comes around in, in January. So I'm a little curious if if we will see this international window utilized as perhaps a bit of a farewell for the United States women's national team. So will the roster have been announced at this point for uh, the United States women's national team ahead of the World Cup? And will it sort of revolve around in an international window? We, we don't have that confirmation just yet, but it's fun to speculate in terms of the potential big dates in front of us. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is one that we have to put on our calendar. Everyone just kind of keep an eye out in June for that final international window, because that's when we'll get really a sense of of who will be going to Australia and New Zealand. I mean, we'll, we'll probably be able to pick up on some things as the year goes on, whether it's the January camp, she believes the other friendlies that'll be happening for the U.S. But um, this is that's the big one in June. And if it's anything like the Men's World Cup and their roster reveal and everything that happened there were some surprises there were some question marks heading into it there were a lot of players that people were surprised to see so uh, depending on how players return right that's also something that'll be happening in these first six months of 2023 we have the potential return of a lot of U.S. internationals that have been out due to injury um, or even Crystal Dunn out on maternity leave that will hopefully be getting more and more minutes coming back into things so the roster could look entirely different different from January to June when we could potentially see the World Cup roster drop. Um, And that's just the first six months of the year. We haven't even gotten to the World Cup yet. (laughs) Six months. We've got to go through six more with everyone else. And we're going to do that right after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits. Turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. 
And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, let's talk about the month of July. Just a regular old summer month coming through. Just no big deal. Just the World Cup will kick off on July 20th with all the group stages. What typically happens is the uh, host nation will usually go ahead and kick things off for the World Cup, and the United States will kick off their group stage on July 21st against Vietnam. They've also got a game that they will follow that up on July 26th against the Netherlands, and that will eventually lead into August as well. But World Cup, World Cup, World Cup, World Cup, July, 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 July. It It's here. I mean, the year is here, 2023, the Women's World Cup. It's like such a blessing that it's so quickly after the Men's World Cup because I'm so hungry for more international competition. And on the women's side of things, I mean, July 20th can't come soon enough with the opening ceremonies for the World Cup, for everything that, that comes about it and all that is. And then the U.S. playing their first match on the 21st. It seems like it's late in July, right? Like when you say July is going to be the World Cup, I initially am like, okay, the first week or two. No, we have to wait till the 20th. But I think that buildup is going to be um, some of the most exciting 20 days, right? Once July starts, it's like, this is the month of the World Cup. We have buildups. We'll, we'll know who the third team that the United States will play, the, the fourth team in their group will be um, at that point. We'll know that in February, kind of who they're going to play, the competition that all comes about. And not only do we get to watch the United States compete against the Netherlands, Vietnam, and then one other team, but we get to watch all of the competition. We get to start to see the underdogs come out. We get to start to see which nations have really leveled up from the last World Cup that they played. I mean, all eyes will be on the United States as the first nation ever looking to go three World Cup winners in a row. Um, and it all starts July 20th with the group stages. And then the fact that it just moves so quickly, right? Like the Women's World Cup final is August 20th. It's only one month. Like, can we get a little bit longer? Like, let's spread this out. I'm like begging for more. But um, it, so it starts July 20th. Everything happens then 21st for the US first match. And then round of 16 starts the first week of August on the 5th through the 8th. Um, as the group stage ends, it really transitions very quickly into the round of 16. Then we've got the quarterfinals on August 11th and 12th, the semifinal August 15th, and the Women's World Cup final is August 20th. Who will be crowned the champion? It's so it happens so fast. Like that month span of time um, is already going by in a blink of an eye, and we're not even in the year yet. It's going to go by in a blink. I think you and I, listen, we got, uh, we had the privilege to, to participate in some um, World Cup coverage uh, of guitar for, for CBS Sports. And um, it went by so quickly. Um, it's a whole month, but all of a sudden you blink and, and the World Cup is, is over. And I think that's one of the things that makes it so unique and, and so special is yes, it's, it's every, it's, it's one month, every four years. Um, and to sort of see how close we are kind of looking at this timeline in front of us and just know that it's going to start July and in August mm -hmm. is, it's very, very exciting. And uh, I mean, even just in the United States, 
group alone just to sort of have we're going to get a very quick early rematch of of the 2019 final with USA and and Netherlands just in the group stage alone you know so there's already some very cool things and some exciting things kind of building up in anticipation to to the World Cup but uh, as it concludes in in August you know there's going to be some exciting things on the NW side uh, NWSL side of things for September Wednesday September 6th will be the Challenge Cup semifinals which will conclude um on September 9th Saturday with the Challenge Cup final so just to rewind if you're joining us uh after the break here for this episode we talked about how challenge cup was actually going to kick off in april and it's mm-hmm. going to be a little bit different this year and it's going to run concurrently with uh, alongside the the nwsl regular season and come september we will have a new challenge cup champion so i'm excited to see how things look there because if the regular season is any indication for the nwsl of how a team can sort of go through a long grind of a season and kind of go from one point of the table to another point of the table. I'm very interested to see how teams will look in, you know, in the April phase of a season for Challenge Cup versus a September right. phase of a right. challenge for uh for nwsl as well so we'll have a new challenge cup champion in september october will let us know uh who's going to be eyeing the nwsl championship because the nwsl playoffs will kick off in late october october 22nd is the quarterfinal for the nwsl postseason and that'll lead us into november where we've got semifinals and a championship it's crazy to think because usually we we get the Challenge Cup final in early in the spring or excuse me, late in the spring, early summer, and we get a trophy ceremony. But the fact that we'll get Challenge Cup final early September and then uh, just two months later, November 11th, the NWSL championship Um Think like teams that are looking to win both, and and that's the goal, right? To to lift three trophies in a year between the Challenge Cup, the Shield, and the Championship. They could be lifting those trophies within uh, months of each other, um, depending kind of how that plays out. And that's really what I'm. I, I like that this change having the Challenge Cup throughout the regular season um, during April to September. I like that it's happening this way because we get to see the different styles that these teams are going to play going up against different competition when you're potentially playing a challenge cup game Wednesday and then Saturday, a regular season game, how you roll out differently. Are are there different players you play? Are you going to rest certain players in those types of stints? I mean, we even saw it last year in the NWSL when teams had uh, multiple games, say in, in nine days with two games or three games in 11 days, how they rotated players and, and kind of how that affected the teams. Now, how is that going to work with the Challenge Cup in the regular season? But November 11th, NWSL Championship, um, it, it's massive to think that this league is going to go from March 25th to November 11th with a completely balanced schedule. Um, I, I'm really thrilled to see how these teams kind of take after that and go for that, right? Like we got to see the new expansion sides last year in LA and San Diego and and what they brought to the table. How is that going to be different this year? And it all starts with the draft that's coming up early January and then November 11th. It's all cards on the table by that point. Somewhere along the way, we'll probably also get the announcement of where this championship final will take place. Yeah. That was another bit of excitement that we had to to cover during 2022 when when the official announcement was made that it was going to uh, the 2022 championship final was going to be hosted by Washington D.C. 
and held at Audi Field. So I'm curious as to where the November 11th date, like where that might lead the championship right. final. That's a little bit later in the year. So, you know, thankfully, uh, late October in D.C. wasn't too bad. A lot of folks, you know, weren't too com uh, complaining about the weather, but it, it might be a little bit colder in some of these yeah. other markets come come November. So I'm very curious to see yeah. where the championship final will lead us in 2023. And of course, when we're talking about these these later months, these fall months, these winter months we got to talk a little bit about post-World Cup, what that's going to mean for the United States women's national team. There will likely be more interna international windows along the way. Will some of those friendlies be, you know, marketed as victory tour type of friendlies or just sort of post-World Cup friendlies? We will see. We'll have to stay tuned and take cover and watch the World Cup to see how that is. But typically November is when the team kind of closes out their calendar year yeah. before they go off on a, on a long winter and holiday break. So I'm uh, we're going to to operate on the assumption that that is going to be similar in 2023 and maybe we will get a final pair of United States women's national team friendlies in November as well. And then it'll be a new March and a new build to the Paris Olympics, right? Oh yeah. That it just happens so quickly. Let's stick with the world cup for now, Sandra. We can't get ahead <laughs> of the Paris Olympics. And, and these dates that we ran through are, only the ones that we know of right now. Like there will be many things that come along and come about um, that will be celebratory, that we'll do emergency episodes for because it's breaking news. Things are dropping. We'll get more and more information um, as the year goes on. But as, as Sandra and I close out 2022, we knew that it, 2023 is such a big year that there are so many dates on our personal calendars with women's soccer and everything that's happening. We wanted to kind of give everyone out there an update on everything that's happening this year. Circle your biggest dates. I mean, for me, July 20th to August 20th, that has to be the biggest thing. Yeah. And then I, I think the regular season for the NWSL, those are the biggest dates for me that I'm circling. But I want to know from everyone that's joining us live, listening to this, let us know in the comments on this video in Apple podcast reviews on Twitter, tweeted us, what is the biggest date you're looking forward to in 2023? Because there's a lot to come. Absolutely. Listen, we started, we started a three in 2021, right at the cusp of an Olympic run for the United States women's national team in 2023 is going to give us the opportunity to cover a world cup. And, um, I can't wait. I can't wait to do that with you, but I'm so excited. Happy new year to everyone. Thank you all so much for an eventful 2022. Uh, let's hope that, uh, 2023 will be full of lots Here's of good soccer. Here's to healthy, less sleep. healthy soccer. Yeah, here's to even more uh, sleepless nights and, and staying up late and and no sleep hydration for us in 2023. I that means we're busy. That means there's a lot going on. Love a lot of lives. Mm -hmm. Love to stay alive. Love to be exhausted. Love to uh, love to always do this uh, with everybody. We are uh, we're two of the luckiest in the whole wide yeah. world. And uh, thanks, everybody, for, for joining us today on Attacking Third. We appreciate that whenever you come through. Download, follow, listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts. You can watch us, too. Subscribe to us on YouTube to get alerts for whenever we go live. YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. Like, follow, subscribe, leave us some comments. We would love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening and liking and following and subscribing and telling all your friends about us all year long. We could not do it without you. For Sandra and Lisa Roman, Happy New Year. And this was Attacking Thursday.